using your firewall and filling your ports with technology goodness. It's the 1352 Report. Everyone, and welcome to the 1352 Report. My name is Bruce Elgort, and I am joined by Sean Burgess. Sean. Hello. Carl Blue Man Tyler. Hello. And Jess, uh, Jess Stratton from New Hampshire. <laughs> Rhode Island. Oh, that you had to get a name. <laughs> oh, crap. You couldn't remember a name, and then you got the state wrong, too. This is, this is a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> is this the first time you've ever done this, Bruce? Yeah, well, don't you hear the dogs barking in the background? Deja vu. The dogs are going wild, so I kind of got distracted. I apologize. Yeah, we we've been we've been a bunch of slackers, right? November twenty fifth, I believe, was the last episode, and I think everyone's lives have been crazy due to that little thing in January called, I think, Lotusphere. I've no, been I think turning that's what it was up. called. Yeah, I've been turning up every every day, ready to do this, and nobody else ever shows up. Well, Carl, <laughs> you know, you, you your communication is a response you get. Exactly. All right, so Lotus Fear is over. Who wants to go first? We, we, you know, we, we all have our opinions about uh, uh, Lotus Fear 2009. I think most of them are good, right? So, Jess, let's start with you. All right. Um, for me, this Lotus Fear, you know, one of the things that I wrote about on the Lotus User Group blog was I called it, it was like Zen Sphere or a Therapy Sphere. You know, it was just, it was really nice. There wasn't a whole lot of announcements at the opening general session. And I loved that because this was the first year that I wasn't spending the entire week completely overwhelmed and then completely having to reschedule everything that I, all the sessions that I previously wanted to see for new stuff. You know, um, there was Libby doing yoga in the morning. There was um, a nerd girl panel that was relaxing. There was um, Eric Mack's session that was um, and David Allen's session, who's the world leader on personal productivity. Um, notes in me, maximizing personal productivity with Lotus Notes and listening to David Allen speak. It was amazing. It was a breath of fresh air. And that's just a thought that I kept saying to myself all week, you know, this is great. This is great. Seeing the new Lotus leadership really in control and in command of everything and being so outgoing. Um, just everything this year just seemed to me a breath of fresh air. If I had to sum it up in one sentence. Mm-hmm. What did you uh, guys think about Bob Picciano? Um, I think it's just, I think he did a very good job. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I was sitting in the, in the far back. I didn't get a bean bag, but, um, <laughs> I, I felt that he, uh, he did a very good job of selling without selling. You know, he got his message across, but you weren't getting beat overhead. And I was really happy the fact that I didn't see or hear anything about WebSphere or anything until an hour and a half into the open general session. What about you, Mr. Blue Man? I, I thought he did a good job. I think um, he impressed some people that are probably hard to impress, and uh, we know who they are. And um, So I think he did a good job there. I, I kind of disagree with Jess on the announcements thing. I think um, there was a lot of announcements that were hidden away in other keynote speeches on other days, and I didn't get to any of those other keynotes. So really, being there... I think in some ways the people that weren't there were getting more information from webs and blogs and things like that than, than I was actually being there because they were able to read about these things as the uh, 25 bloggers or whatever posted about them. So for me, I would have in, in some ways liked to have um, heard some of those in the actual 
general announcements versus them trying to do a sales pitch to make me go to another session, which, you know, I, I had conflicts with or whatever. Yeah, I'm on Jess's side, though, because I, I felt really good throughout the opening general session. There was a consist there were consistent messages, you know, like Sean said, you know, it wasn't, you know, WebSphere. WebSphere had its part, right? WebSphere Portal had its part within the within the uh, program. But everything seemed even keeled and there was no shockers, no big surprises. You know, I didn't have to go out and rush and really learn something new. Uh, everything seemed to be like no major new announcements. Let's just say that. I think, you know, we talked about they talked about Notes Domino 85. They talked about Lotus Live, you know, formerly known as Blue House. They talked about Connections 25. You know, everything we kind of knew, you know, there was no big, great surprise, which I think is good for a change because I'm going to ramble here for a minute because, you know, companies have to de- deliver what they what they set out and talk about. And I think uh, everyone in the industry is realizing this now, you know, Microsoft, Apple, IBM, Lotus, and I don't know, Carl, what's your thought? I would love to have heard about the ActiveSync announcement in the opening session. I mean, that was done to some kind of subset of people. And I think that was big news. I mean, I have a Windows mobile phone, which right now I have to get to my Domino address book or whatever through IMAP or find another server to install Traveler on for for just me because I use Notes. So, you know, that I would have loved to have heard about in an opening session. I I think that was actually big news that maybe didn't get the coverage it could have had if they'd done it in the general session. Yeah. Who's typing there? Sorry. <laughs> Are you Twittering? I am not Twittering. I promise. She's Twittering. Carl's bitching about Lotusphere again. That's what she's <laughs> no, doing. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, the Active Sync announcement is huge. It's, yeah, but they um, had, there was a huge BlackBerry presence at the opening general session, though. So? I don't have a BlackBerry. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm Windows mobile fangirl. No, it's, so. like, you know, it's like the whole idea that I can finally get my calendar on my phone from both Notes and from my Outlook calendar is just brilliant yeah what did you think you know, what did you think about the customers who came up during the opening general session coke netjets and hsbc i thought it was kind of um empty time you think so because i, I like yeah, it I, 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 I like the netjets especially i thought that was one that that really you know the, net, the netjets one i like more because they were talking about what they'd actually done whereas i think coke for example was talking about what they're going to do in previous years, they'd always had a movie, and I tended to kind of glaze over, you know, when they would have the customers come out, come out. But I think it was just a lot more dynamic, actually, having those customers on stage. Okay. And I have been, I, I have actually been down at Coke, so I've seen what they have and haven't done with notes. And a lot of times, it's not mentioned, but I mean, they're basically the whole reason behind Alloy and whatever. It's Alloy is now the the. What it was in Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing that, that, that Rocky built for them, Rocky and Bob built for them to work with SAP, you know, became Project Atlantic, now it's Project Alloy. So for them to be up there is a big deal. Yeah. Okay, cool. what, did, what did you think of the demos? Eh. You know, I'm not a big demo person because it's all, you know, I, you know, Ron's been around forever. Either they need a new demo person. Sorry, Ron. You know, <gasps> no, blasphemy. No, I know. I'm just being honest. You know. Yeah. Watch. I, I, I'm on the I, Apple I side felt, of the world here. 
and I just watch so many of their demos, and so and they're so slick. I and, mean the the. The, the thing, the thing I have with the demos is the same as I've said on this podcast a number of times, which is they show us features but don't explain why the features have benefit to us or why the feature exists. If somebody goes, look at how easy this is, people need to be told, okay, it's easy, but why is it important? People need to get told the reason why they need to go back and tell their fellow users or whatever the reason why they need this. And I think that opportunity was missed. And interestingly enough, they changed the way they did a demo when they got to the um, to the WebSphere portal stuff towards the end, and they actually changed it into the telling of a story where they became different personas, and um, you know it, it, they became different personas, and, and they kind of did a demo of like, here, this is what I do in my day. I need to involve somebody from outside. So they actually gave the reason why these features exist and why they're benefits. So I felt that out of all of them, the WebSphere portal part, which I know most people just kind of turned off when a lot of people left the room, was actually <laughs> the one that was demoed um, probably the best. Yeah. You know, demos are, demos are you know, highly planned and, you know. And, and then they still don't work, like on BDD. Yeah, I was going to talk about well, that. Chris, uh, yeah, Chris, poor, poor Chris Crummy had a problem with the network there, so. Yeah, but he had a great, uh, he was great. I mean, he handled it very well, and, you know. Well, Chris, Chris is a very hardened, experienced demo person who's had lots of crashes in his career, so he knows what to do. Yeah. So um, who was at BDD? Sean, were you there? Yep, I was there. Jess, were you there? No. And Carl, you were there, right? I had the blue sticker, but I actually only went quickly, and then I then I was being harassed by the police. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Sean, what'd you think of BDD Business Development Day? Um, I don't know. I that day was completely overwhelming because I I wanted to see some jump starts that I couldn't see because of BDD stuff, and that's an issue. I almost think, if for a business partner, you know. It should almost be a special day, which is probably what it used to be before the jump starts. But it's no longer that because there's there's an extra day for the attendees. Um, I think that the the BDD announcements were were okay, were pretty nice. Um, nothing that that blew my mind though. Um, I do think though that one the one thing Carl you were talking about the demos, the one demo that probably didn't need that much explanation, but that really at home to me was the stuff with connections and moving from device to device and staying on a single call was the thing that just blew my mind. Same time unified telephony stuff, not connections. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, well, yeah. The, well, maybe it was the same time where you could move from, you know, a conference call that was on your, on your, a work phone transfer it to your cell phone so that you get get home and not have to listen to it on your work phone the entire time because you started it there. Things like right. that. And there are just there are vendors that actually do that already today with same time integration. Yeah, I loved seeing all those demos, even in the opening general session when they were doing web conferencing on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah, huge. I, I, I think at the same time you not the same time you've had selecting at the same time meetings eight point five stuff is, is very cool. Mm-hmm. You know who I think is a, a pretty, um, I, I don't know what kind of guy he is, but I, Bruce Morris, I, I just like his, his stage presence. And I also liked him during the blogger panel. I like him because he wears black like the Apple guy. 
No, no, I just think he. He's, he... Admit it. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, you like how I feel. He wears a black polo neck <laughs> and black jeans. That's why you like him. You think he's, you know, like that other guy. Well, yeah, but look at that. I just, I, I've taken a liking to him. Um, what about um, Blue House, uh, Lotus Live? Anyone, anyone dig into Lotus Live at all before or after I've... Lotus Fear? I've been connected on that, and actually I've had a few people connect to me because IBM wanted to send me some files, and they actually used that as the method to send me the files. Um, I think it looks pretty interesting. Obviously, I'd like to know, being a small business owner, how much it's going to cost when it ships or when they start charging for it and stuff. I haven't heard anything mentioned yet on what the actual cost will be. But um, I think it looks pretty interesting. And obviously, they did the um, Outblaze purchase just before Lotusphere as well. Which is going to be the mail system they're going to use in um, Blue House, which I guess meant that the workplace mail didn't work and Domino doesn't work for it, so they purchased Outblaze. Lotus Live, I liked what they um, showed on the opening general session that whole, I think it was um, click to cloud, when you can just take something from your notes client and kind of drag it right into Lotus Live, like a meeting. Yep. Yep, I remember. I thought that. that was cool for small business owners. I think that's going to be pretty big. Yeah. Now, just one of the one of the, the concerns I have is that they've got a couple of things that they're throwing up into the small business area, and I wonder which of them is really going to stick and which isn't going to hit. You have foundations. You have Lotus Live. You have the one thing they haven't really talked much about is Smart Cube. Um, you yep. know those things. IBM has a very bad reputation for every few years getting an itch to play with SMB and then ditching it after a year or two. I think, I mean, for IBM to succeed in SMB, I think, one, they've got to market to consumers better. Two, they have to work better with partners because partners are the people that make that sale. And if you look at Microsoft, they totally have that kind of low-end retail channel and uh, partner channel totally locked up. It, it's it's hard work for anybody to enter that space, so IBM is really going to have to work at that. They actually... Now, tell, they, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, they, during the... Um, we had a blogger Q&A with some of the people, and I had asked... Um, I think it was Sean Poulin, that's Mr. Lotus Live, as he calls himself, and he... Um, my, I asked him, I had said, mentioned, you know, I have this alter ego as a small business owner and we like to do partnerships with other local small business owners, you know. Um, I had asked if they were planning on marketing. It would be perfect for a chamber of commerce, right? You figure a chamber of commerce has a Lotus Live account. All their vendors, all their, you know, merchants have a Lotus Live account. They can all collaborate with each other. And um, he'd actually said that while something like that is definitely at this point not ready for prime time they actually have a team they're researching it and one of the initiatives they have is to target um chamber of commerce now so. i hope things like that are true but i know but but would you say it's fair to say that whenever we ask a question about small medium business every lotus fear we kind of get the answer of like oh well we don't have anything to announce right now but we're definitely doing something in that in an area keep, keep they an did it is also important that right after that, um, when somebody was talking about a product release, and I can't remember what it was, another um, executive was also very quick to say, and it actually might have been um, Bob P., who said that Lotus is working very hard on its promise to 
announce software and deliver it within 12 months of announcing it. I'm just impressed, Jess, at how friendly you are with Bob P. I'm friendly with him, too. (laughs) You refer to him already as Bob P. Actually, there's a reason. I don't remember how to pronounce his last name, and I didn't want to do it wrong. (laughs) Picciano, thank you. Picciano. Picciano, see? There you go. (laughs) Bob was was out and about everywhere, man. Everywhere you turn, you saw Bob, even at kimonos. I think he got a lot of respect that week. Mm-hmm. He was he was meeting Bruce E and uh, he met Jess F. <laughs> yeah, and Ben L. <laughs> yeah. So what about the sessions? Um, you know, what would you guys think of the the sessions that were given? I went to a few. I enjoyed most of them. I went to a, a lot on same time eight point five. I think um, the same time meetings eight point five API stuff is excellent for third party integration stuff. Um, I, the the one thing I can't there's one thing that I really came away from Lotusphere a little bit confused and didn't really find the answers, which is how does all that stuff get installed? Nobody seemed to be willing to talk about that or show any of that stuff. What and, stuff? And secondly, oh, oh, installing things like same time eight point five. Okay. Um, and then the second thing that I've come away kind of like just confused is what is IBM's Lotus's administration client strategy? Because we we seen we have a web UI admin space for same time I am configuration we have a same time um, web configuration for SUT and they're not merged or combined in any way then we have domino admin client we have all these different administration points for all these tools now with connections with quicker and they're all different they have different UIs and they don't seem to be consistent and that I think is going to get more and more complicated for us unless IBM starts laying some kind of strategy for a management console or whatever they want to call it well, isn't that isn't that what Tivoli's supposed to do? That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, one of one of the things when I was down that I noticed this year, because um, I actually went to Lotus Beer to actually talk to somebody besides a Lotus person. Um, I actually needed to get a hold of a Tivoli person, and you couldn't find uh, two or three years ago. You couldn't walk anywhere without hitting a Tivoli person, and this year there was nobody there. Even down on the floor, there was no Tivoli stand which they used to have all over the place, at least for storage management for doing backup. There's none of that. Well, I, I know Tivoli was having, you know, uh, what are they, not, they're not called layoffs at IBM. They're called, what, RAs or something? That that week of Lotus Fair. So maybe some people were supposed to go, and then they kind of got held back before going. So what about the food? Was they that, had the cookie on Thursday. That's all I care about. Yeah, they had the pretzel cookie. And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, a couple things. They obviously are, you know, cutting back in certain areas. Nothing major, right? And in like the speaker room where they used to have coffee, there wasn't coffee. The quantity in, uh, of of things seemed to be less. the The lunch and breakfast seemed normal, right? Yeah. Did, one of the days at lunch, I think it might have been Tuesday, there was something served, and it looked like baby vomit. If, <laughs> I have no idea what it was, and everybody around me, nobody knew what it was, but none of us took it. It was kind of this pinky-looking thing. I don't know whether it was beans or something, but it was okay. Like, I'll tell you what it was. It was called uh, what it was? pasta vajul. Okay, <laughs> it's made out of garbanzo beans. Didn't it look like something somebody had already eaten and put back in the bowl? Carl, you're from freaking England, okay? <laughs> hey, our meat and potatoes are very tasty. Yeah, you, you don't even have real meat there. Come on. Hey, we, oh. we, we called all our meat and brought in fresh meat. Yeah, okay. 
So let's get to anyone this go. Proof having Groundhog for dinner because it's to celebrate Groundhog Day. Uh, did anyone go to Symphony Karaoke? I did. Yes. How was it? Was it fun? It was fun. Paul yes. Paul was freaking hilarious. Paul Mooney. He was by far the best stand-up presenter there, hands yeah. down. Yeah, well, Paul's a funny guy. I mean, he he just, you know, Carl is funny, but Paul's funnier. <laughs> yeah, and Chris Miller, who ultimately Paul, won, you, was hysterical also. Yeah. You all laugh at because none of you understand what he's saying. <laughs> Because he laughs when he says it, you think it must be funny. No, he, he's actually- no, he was he was going off on. He had this this slide on something about a government agency, and they had all of these acronyms up there. And he just started going off on the the F and the FU, and that and it was ten minutes of that, and everybody was dying. Yeah. Well, Paul's a good wife babysitter too. If you ever want to get rid of your wife for you know an hour, just have Paul come over. He'll. Do, do we want to know what you did in that hour, Bruce? Oh. <laughs> so what about um, the uh, Universal Studios? Anybody go? I, 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 did, I not, did. I was wiped. How was it? I went. You couldn't have kept me away from the park. It was great. It was every ton. It was great. Tons of people didn't go because it was cold. But actually, the the whole park, because it's all tall buildings, there was no wind, so it was not cold at all. It was awesome because the park was empty. We were able to do tons. Did you so go, good night. go to that ride where they say flogging, flogging? <laughs> yeah, Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. Shrek 3D. Yes, we did. Yeah, I heard Bill Buckin make it a job there. <laughs> I know. I was looking for him, but. He's got a he Shrek tat, tat, doesn't he? He has a reputation for that ride. Yes, he does, actually. He has Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he post a picture? Yeah, he does have a Shrek tattoo, yeah. So he, what about uh, Thursday? You know, uh, Guru Palooza, Meet the Developers. What would you guys think of those uh, sessions? Besides the barrage of red shirts on, on the Guru, Guru Palooza stage and the blue some, man. See, some some of those, uh, isn't the deal with Guru Palooza that it's best practices presenters? And speed geeking, yeah. Oh, and speed. But we'll, we'll, oh. yep. we'll we don't want to, you know, uh, raise Nathan's hair too much on his back. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> something something that I noticed with with um, Guru Palooza that was different in previous years is pretty much every question was, so we're thinking of doing this. What are your guys' thoughts, and have you had any problems with it? Like every single person that came up had a different new product, saying, "Have you had any problems installing it? What do you think?" So they were kind of. It was all, you know, trepidation is probably the best word. Mm-hmm. I, I you, spot on. You're totally. I, I, the other thing I would say about Guru Plus this year is that I would say probably ninety-five percent of us didn't need to be sitting there. <laughs> it was, you know, it was like a. Very, it was a handful of the people on the stage that answered questions this year. Yeah. What about what what it, the questions that were asked or, or what? Uh, a lot of egos on that stage, man. A lot of egos. So, yeah. what, what about Meet the Developers? What'd you think of uh, Brent Peters leading the gang? And what'd you think of the answers and questions? Who wants to go? Sean, were you there? Nope. Yeah, that's right. Jess? And- I had, no, I, I had, didn't I had get the to wife meet the developers. And what about Carl? Were you, that, you were there. Book customer to lunch. So I was the only one at Meet the Developers? <laughs> How was it, Bruce? Tell us about it. Okay, well, a, a lot of a uh, lot of tough questions, and it seems like the same questions over and over and over again. But I'll tell you, Brent Peters, who just started a blog, said he's going to post all the questions. I don't know if it's going to be on his blog or somewhere, and all the plans they have to address each one of those questions. 
I think he started today on somebody's blog. He posted slides that he'd promised. So uh, uh, hopefully you'll start seeing that stuff soon. Yeah. Maybe the format of those, those you know, Guru Palooza and Meet the Developers has to change a little bit. I don't know. I think, you know, I think it might be useful if people are able to pre-submit questions. Because I think there's yeah. some people that are too nervous and scared to go up and ask a question, but would actually have a valid question. So maybe some method where people could submit the questions beforehand. Twitter. Uh, that was you know. me. I, was, I always had questions, and I was so afraid to ask them. Yeah. And now you I would have, have loved podcast. it to be able to write them down. That's right. <laughs> Jess, Jess is so shy that she can't stand up at, and do karaoke or anything. <laughs> so the grand... I, I do. I think, I, think, you know, I think a combination of both would maybe be good. I, I still always feel that those sessions are too short. You know? I always feel like Guru Palooza, and I always think that answer developer sessions are too short. Well, well, maybe if the questions were timed, if somebody said, "Okay, you you have we have two minutes to answer this question before we move on to the next one," so go. Like a presidential <laughs> election, have one of those little lights that changes color. <laughs> yeah, and and it should be once you ask a question, that's it. You know, you can't get back in line. You can't ask. You know, they did boo people right for asking two questions, right? So, all right. So so Thursday at three uh, fifteen. We had the closing general session. I was just going to add one thing there, actually, Bruce. Go ahead. I wanted to do a personal thank you to the people that donated for the Blue Man thing. Um, Chris Miller didn't raise the 3000 bucks to make me go blue, but he got pretty damn close to 2000 bucks. Wow. So I still shaved my head and went blue. So I wanted to say thank <laughs> you to everyone who did donate money for that charity. Because to be honest, shaving my head took all of about 10 minutes. Whereas people like Yancey Lent that pedaled for like three days, that was a real effort for me. It was like, you know, Jesus, I've got no hair again. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't really that big a sacrifice for me, apart from the policeman tasing me because I looked like a yob. But, um, you know, so I wanted to say a sincere thank you to everybody that donated money. Yeah. Carl, you did a great job until you broke character. Well, <laughs> Carl was on stage. Does everyone, I mean, for those people who weren't at Lotusphere, uh, for the for the eight listeners out there who who listen to the podcast, Carl dressed up as one of the blue men, right? Because the blue men we didn't even mention them during the opening general session, right? They they were on stage for how long? Maybe ten, yeah. twelve minutes. You know, yeah. Rock rock position number five. You know, <laughs> that, that, that. you can actually you can see the video of Carl too at Paul Mooney's admin blast video that's on his blog blog um, pmooney dot net. Oh, I didn't know. Right. That. Oh. Yep, and actually what's kind of funny about that Admin Blast video is, Carl, obviously there was no way to know that Blue Man oh, was going to be at Lotusphere, and so there's Carl <laughs> in well, the video. The interesting video. thing with the Admin Blast video was I was chatting to Paul on Skype, and um, he goes to me, he goes, oh, he sent me the video that he'd already done, and there was no Blue Man in it, and he goes, oh, it'd be cool if you could do the Blue Man, and I'm like, give me two minutes, and I literally ran in the bathroom, covered my face in blue makeup, and then just grabbed the video camera, and like spun around in the oh, room. So did you do so? You did that after you found out about Blue Man at Lotusphere. No, this was done before. This was, was done like a week before Lotusphere. Right. I, that but was, then, yeah. But these things, if you look at the video, if you ever get to see it, look closely because I actually have hair in that video that's just been pressed down with makeup. <laughs> so, Carl, how long have you had this affinity for makeup? Uh, well, you know what? It, it, it blues I find brings out my eyes nicely. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it also. It's quite a, a. It's a good thinning color. Yeah. That and the black suits me. I think. Yeah. Sean, one thing that uh, that just popped into my ADD brain was, uh, I think Jess and myself were 
were at the a Lotus Foundations demo. Were you there, Jess? No. Yeah. You weren't there? Mm-mm. Oh, you missed that. Okay. Well, on Monday, I think, Monday from 6.15 to 7.15, uh, we got some behind-the-scenes look at some uh, office equipment integration. I think it was with... Oh, the stuff with Xerox? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's when Speed cool. Geeking was. Right. No, no, it, was, it was Wednesday night during the nachos thing. Oh, that was Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. It was wow. during Speed Geeking. That's why I couldn't okay. go. I was crushed. Well, I think that's a really smart thing in the SMB market to show that your like, Lotus Foundation, it's not your, but Lotus Foundations can easily... Integrate in with MFPs, right? Multi multi function, yep. right? Printers, right? Well, yeah. It was it was the the big thing about it was now on a foundations platform. One of the big beefs was that you couldn't do it, couldn't really integrate it with any of your existing applications. Well, now that they have VMware on there, there's not a, an application out there that you can't work with, and they've really done a good job. The thing they did with Xerox is actually a native foundations virtual machine as opposed to something that that runs um, on top of a Windows platform within a VMware image. So the integration with the LDAP they, they've done, um, the in, it's it's really, really slick. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I and, agree. And I, it's something that have... you can really sell to a – dentist office or a doctor's office that has tons of paper they need to deal with that you know we didn't have an option before i have to say one of my most interesting things that happened during lotusphere was actually sitting on the disney magical express on the way back to the airport and i sat next to uh one of the founders of nitix which ibm purchased and turned into foundations and it was one of the most interesting conversations i had for the whole week i think talking about you know how he thinks IBM is doing with their acquisition, IBM's approach, how it differs to theirs, and that kind of thing. It was actually a really uh, interesting chat. And actually, Bruce, I asked him if he'd do a podcast with you, and, and he said he would. So, What's his name? Uh, I'd get you his card. I think it was Bill. He's a Scottish guy from Glasgow that's lived in Canada for like 30 years. I will find it. I did grab his card for you. Did you ask him if uh, Lotus Foundations will protect us from asteroids? I didn't ask him that, no. Okay. So Thursday we had the closing general session, right? Bob P., as, uh, as Jess would say, got up on stage <laughs> and made a couple of announcements, you know, about the bandwidth, about I think he reiterated the number of customers that were, were acquired during 2008. Uh, what else? <clears throat> well, screw everything else. Ben Zander, right, got up uh, on stage. And for those of you who don't know, right, Ben Zander – is the co-author of a book called The Art of Possibility and also the conductor for the Boston Philharmonic. Is that correct? Yep. So what would you guys think of him? I thought he was great. And actually, if if people weren't there, you can actually find pretty much um, the the exact same speech and everything if you search for Ben Zander and Ted. Right. Basically, it's a performance that he gives, and it's fantastic. And if you watch this other one, it's like word for word. Almost identical. It's, so he's, yeah, it's he's very good teaching at it. us, teaching us about leadership and music appreciation and the art of um, possibility. And he did it all within what, like a half an hour, however long he spoke for. It was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I th- I think the funny thing was everybody was looking at the stage at the beginning. They're going, "Oh, there's a piano. How exciting is this going to be?" <laughs> no, you, you said know, Billy Joel. Who else? Who else plays piano? No, 
Uh, but you know, but and people were like, oh, and then you see this guy come on, you're like, oh, and then he was just fantastic. People loved him. Yeah, I I had never heard of him before. A couple of people, you know, really knew who he was, and he was fantastic. Sean, were you there or not? No, I was not. Well, I had already had the kids kids join me, so I figured that was the one thing I could actually miss. Yeah, it wasn't gonna that was, be. That was one of the highlights of the the week. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. And if if for those of you. Who uh, who read books? Uh, go buy the book, The Art of Possibility. Fifteen bucks, and a lot of the things that, uh, like Carl mentioned, are in the video, and Jess mentioned, they're all covered in detail in the book. And he really gives a, a deep um, descriptions behind each of those. You know, um, how would you say? What does he call them? I don't know. Values and stuff that he has. So very very good stuff. Very moving, very one of the best endings to Lotus ever. The best. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think anybody that's there is going to think of happy birthday very differently. Eric, <laughs> Eric, happy birthday. <laughs> Eric, yeah, it must be Eric's birthday. Yeah, everyone knows Eric now, right, Eric? Eric, you, do you listen to the podcast? If not, uh, we're going to make you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when, when you ask um, the next, for next year, Put put this in your files when you interview um, your yearly interview with Sandra Marcus. Now I'm very curious how they actually pick people for the opening and closing general session. Like, do they have somebody in mind and then go get them, or do they like have a list of good speakers that they pick from? Like, I I just be curious to know their thought process of choosing speakers. Well, I'll tell you, Jess. Um, a lot of these uh, performers have agents, right? And a lot of these agents have bigger companies with talent, like talent agencies. So go Google Ben Zander, and you'll find that his um, his profile as well as his speaking rates are available very easily. So oh. yeah, so I think he uh, he gets thirty to fifty grand for per performance. So that that's like almost your rate per lifetime. <laughs> no, no, no. no, your hourly rate, right? <laughs> sure. Anything else for Lotusphere 2009? It was it was really good Lotusphere. You know, I didn't know what to expect going in, and I I feel good coming out. You know, no no big letdowns. Nope, you know, no no super highs, but just 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 good enough. I loved how, it. Zenosphere. I had a good time. How, how did you all feel about attendance? About what? Attendance. Attendance. You know, it was oh. it was what it was, Carl. The, yeah. the the I don't I don't want I don't want to say the I words because I'll have I to do need I think to with, um I th- sorry I was gonna say with the with the, the state of the market I thought attendance was pretty good. Well, also don't forget a Guru Palooza. I think it was Rocky up on stage asked how many people are first timers, and there was like probably half the room. Yep. was yep. a first timer. It was really you know everybody was genuinely surprised. Did those people did they know what notes was? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The, the the rumor I heard was that. The paid attendance was actually up from last year, but the number of freebies and IBMers was down. So that's that's right. So the the way I because they said there'd been two um, percent increase, there'd been a two percent increase in customers. Now the trick there that I heard was let's say last year you had eighty percent customers and twenty percent IBMers. This year they had 82% customers, 18% IBMers, for example. So the number of customers and IBMers could have actually gone down, but the percentage-wise cut for customers has gone up. And that's, that's the way I heard it explained. 
whatever it was, it, it was good. It, again, it was comfortable. You know, it wasn't. I, I still think um, one of the best Lotus Fears for business, for business partners, was actually 2002, which was um, the people that were there were companies with money. And the tire kickers and the people that just went there because the boss wanted rid of them for a week didn't show up. And I think this Lotus Fear was similar to that. I think the people that were there were qualified leads. They were there to learn. And, you know, they were there for the right reasons. Yeah, it was a, a lot very of feedback. Good... Go ahead. Sorry, Sean. No, you go. It was a very, very good uh, conference for me for doing connections to people, for meeting people I had been talking to and hadn't really seen before, um, to finally getting in touch with my IBM business partner, sales rep, um, and to to really press the flesh with the foundations people that I've been dealing with over the phone for six months, eight months, and to really, you know, get the connect, get the relationships going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it's about. I had talked to a lot of um, first-time people in the hallways, and even hearing them talk, and most of them, they were just blown away by the level of technical content in all the sessions. They said that they didn't really know what they were expecting, but that definitely wasn't it, and they were very, very pleasantly surprised. Carl, I just realized that stuff that you couldn't identify, that was actually uh, turducken juice. <laughs> well, I didn't try it. I'm just saying that. And actually, nobody on the table tried it. Well, it's pasta visual, okay? Gail makes it. My mom made it. My grandmother made it. It's good stuff. I'm not even Italian either, so. All right, anything uh, else you guys want to add to this episode of uh, the 1352 report? Actually, I had a question for Sean, because I yes. heard it mentioned a few times at Lotus Fear, and that was the Smart Cube Smart Box thing. Explain to people what that is. Uh, that is a um, that is a, a, a an idea and a product line coming out of, it looks like the Asian uh, part of IBM. It's being dri- test-driven in India right now. And from what everything I can gather, it is... It is more of a medium business solution than it is a small business solution. Um, it is something that is going to run Portal, going to run um, Domino. It's going to run Connections. It's going to run all of the, the apps as opposed to just you know Domino, which Foundations does. So it's, it's Foundations on steroids, if you can take it that way. Um, I don't think it has the integration with the chip or the uh, backup capabilities that Foundations does, but it brings some other tools to the table that may be more in line with um, a, a, a larger company than Foundations is good for. One thing they are sharing, though, is the what they call the Smart Business Development Kit, which allows you to package your application up that you built for Domino and put it onto the Foundations platform. If you read that that documentation, SmartCube is all over it, so it's the same code to put it over there too. That answer your question, Carl. Yeah, very good. Okay, there fine. was actually a pedestal that you could see the foundation, the, the SmartCube, and it looked just like a foundation server without the IDB backup drive. So it looked, uh, you know, it's 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 almost what I I'm almost looking at it like the the i-series for domino they used to have 
but more with portal and everything else built in. But that's just my take right now. I haven't had that much information. I haven't had that much direct questioning on it. Uh, Ed had said to me that there was more information going to come out of Lotus Fear, and I didn't see much of it. So, okay. You notice how we Lotus Fear is not focused around Notes Domino anymore. At least, you know, we we didn't really talk about Notes Domino that much. Well, no, they have tons of so much products now that it's not just Notes and Domino. Yep. All right. Anything else? Any last questions for Sean there, Carl? No, I have no more questions for Sean. He can wait till next week. <laughs> Carl, where, where Blue Man people come from? Blue Man people. Uh, Blue Land. Blue Land, okay. <laughs> I, I really like that. Rock position number two. I, I, I like that. That was really cool. So. What? I prefer number four myself. Oh, really? Sean, what about you? What, what uh, rock position do you like? Uh, when he tried to put his foot behind his head, number six, that was interesting. You're a wrestler, though. Jess, yeah. I, I want to ask you, because you people in uh, Rhode Island? Oh, yes, he gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been 45 minutes, and he didn't forget. Yeah, I, I wrote it down. All right, well, that's, uh, that's it for this episode of the 1352 Report. Sorry for the long delay. It's all Carl's fault. And uh, that's it. See, Sean, I didn't blame you. I love that. All right, so <laughs> sign out, Mr. Burgess. Um, I'm glad that uh, everybody seemed to have had a good Lotus Fear, and uh, I'm amazed that I didn't actually run into Carl while I was there. But uh, have a good night, all. And I would see you come in, and I ran, which is a sight to behold. Yeah, <laughs> Carl. Uh, Carl made my head blue during Guru Palooza. You and a lot of other people. Yeah, that that wasn't very nice, but it was uh well, it was all fun. It was very fun. I don't like getting dirty. And uh Jess, any <laughs> parting words for everyone? Nope, I have no time for parting words. I'm too busy reading everybody's 25 random things on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, 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 I keep getting that. I'm not <laughs> filling that in because I I think it's a great way of trying to work out what people's passwords and things are. People are revealing all these details about themselves. And I bet if you go through some of them, they've revealed things like, you know, the, the, the answers to some of those questions you get when you forget your password and stuff like that. <laughs> actually, there's a function I called, don't, called... I don't fill that stuff in. I mean, I've had lots of requests that I'm like, I'm filling it in. Especially after this last week where I had two people telling me they'd been mugged in London and they needed my help. Yes, but it's 25 random things about you. So, you know, one of those, it doesn't have to be what, history. What it, it could be there was an unidentified <laughs> thing at Lotusphere and I didn't need it. All yeah. right. And maybe that's my password. You don't know. It could, it could be. I don't know how often that's you change your password. Question on my bank account. Damn, I've got to change it. <laughs> Say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Whoa, that sounded just like the AOL guy. You have mail. 